0: welcome one and all from every corner and walk of life gather around for the most mystifying jaw-dropping spectacle behold the mystical tapestry unravel before your eyes witness to dance between light and darkness as we unveil tales of demon possession, witches' totems, and the enigmatic world of the occultist. But wait, amidst the gripping suspense emerges a love story entwined within the movie, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, 2021. Currently on Amazon Prime, I'm your host, Jenny.
1: And I'm Justin.
0: And let's jump right into it. What's the logline for this movie, Conjuring 3?
1: Well, this isn't really my logline. This is just what I'm reading online. But Ed and Lorraine Warren investigate a murder that may be linked to a demonic possession. A chilling story of terror, murder, and unknown evil that shocked even experienced real-life paranormal investigators. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Thank you. Back to you.
0: Let's start out with our favorite things about this film. I'll go first. I loved that there were two real people named Ed and Lorraine Warren that were actual demonologists. And they were on media. They were uh, called upon by anybody who had a, a demon... Uh, a need for a demon to be ex- exercised out of people. And these were actual stories that uh, the directors um, were inspired by to create this great collection of films. So I was doing a little bit of digging on these folks and they had a museum that they opened up in 1952 over in Connecticut. It's like in on their property, but it is the collection of everything that evil touched. Uh, but it unfortunately closed in 2019, and that's where Annabelle and a lot of their souvenirs from their experiences live. Uh, it looks like their son is has taken over the the property and all the merchandise. But it's interesting that in all the films, we always see the scene where they go down in the, in in like a certain part of the Warren's house to kind of like place another item on the shelf. And I feel like that's kind of what the museum might be like.
1: Yeah. So that's funny that your number one was about the Warren's because that's what my number one thing to talk about was also. Um, A lot of the evidence you can find online kind of points towards the Warrens as being Most of their stories being either fabricated or exaggerated, Um, but I don't want to get into, you know, the validity of their stories or anything like that. My question to you is, do you think that if there was actual evidence of demonic possession or something outside of, you know, our mortal realm, something supernatural, do you think that that would be covered up just like they cover up the existence of like aliens?
0: Oh, that's a good question, because there's a lot of things in this world that we all have questions about and like no one really has hard evidence. And even the, the hard evidence that we have of aliens these days, I don't know, because do you really believe it? Because you can pretty much create anything on film nowadays. and It doesn't mean that it's real.
1: But do you think that there would be a an effort to conceal it if there was actual evidence?
0: I think that would be the job of that the Catholic Church might have uh, taken on. If there, if that's what's actually happening, then yes, and I believe that it would be the Catholic Church.
1: So my question though would be, if there is evidence, like no shit, evidence of demonic possession why would the church try to cover it up? Wouldn't they make it public to like, cause like that would be a great recruiting drive. Like if, if somebody could prove to me that demons existed, I'm the most Catholic person in the world tomorrow.
0: Huh, let me think about that. Well, I think it's kind of interesting that I've mentioned this before, how, when we have an exorcist type of a film, it's always a Catholic church and it's, pretty much everyone kind of sticks with the same storyline i mean certain things could be a little bit different here and there so in a way all the horror movies with demons have been dominated by like catholic church so i don't know i don't really know if that's a sign that these things are real um gosh that's a really hard question to answer I don't, I don't really know. I mean, maybe it isn't, maybe none of it's real.
1: I mean, I could see there being an effort to cover it up. Um, I don't know if the Catholic church would be behind trying to cover something like that up. I would think that they would want it kind of pushed out. Um, And it actually made me think like, what if all these like conjuring movies are actually just funded by the Catholic church? (laughs) (laughs) Cause like, I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, you know, you can believe what you want about the Warrens, but after watching any conjuring movie, like it's a it's a rough couple nights sleep for me. Like right now I have all the lights in my house on. I'll <laughs> probably leave them on throughout the night, especially after watching this film, because there were so many dark scenes where shit just pops out at you. Yeah. I'm like, nope, not doing that. It's gonna be lights on for the next couple of days. Power bills going way up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's always the shadows, isn't it? That's why I, uh, I don't live in a dark house.
1: I like to picture, and it's funny that you talked about the Warren's uh, basement uh, or the the room in their house with all the artifacts that they have. Mm-hmm. I actually like to picture, and Father Noble in this film actually had a similar thing in his house, you know. I like to picture, like, there's just this, this giant warehouse somewhere of, like, demonic artifacts and shit that, you know. They've been out there fighting this, you know, unseen battle. I mean, well, actually, maybe that's why they would cover something like this up, because it would just cause so much chaos in the world if we actually found out that there was a secret war between, you know, the heavens and hell, and we're just all caught in the middle, and they're just battling out down here, like some sort of religious special operations.
0: I mean, what's the point? in? isn't that kind of why we have churches though?
1: For what? To convince us of the existence of evil? I don't think so. I think that the reason most people go to church is for, you know, community and things like that. And I've, I've, obviously there is the religious aspect to it, but I, I don't think people go there because they're like, we need to push back the tide of evil in this world. I don't think people, but I'm not a church person. I'm, I've never been religious my entire life. Um, yeah. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's a hard one. It's almost like I don't want to think about it too hard because I kind of, there's a little bit of a, not a magic, but there's a little bit of that mystery that I enjoy whenever I watch horror films about this kind of stuff. Um, so if it was like a hard answer, like yes, they exist or no, they they don't exist. I think it kind of, takes the fun out of it. I know that's a weird thing to say because it's about like demon possession and stuff like that, but I don't think I want a a real answer with like hard evidence.
1: Oh, I absolutely disagree. I want if there's evidence out there, please like I'll sign whatever NDAs I gotta sign to sit down in a room and watch this shit. Like same thing with aliens, like give me the straight evidence, like I want to know, dude, if this shit actually exists or not.
0: Yeah, too bad the Warrens are already passed on because that would have been a great... Those would have been the greatest couple to be able to talk to and... I know, know,
1: it would have been really fascinating. And And interview them. It's so hard to tell, you know, from what you read online, you know, what the actual truth was, you know? So...
0: Yeah, because a lot of the time, like all the ghost hunters... They never find any hard evidence, but for some reason, they're able to keep a show going for seasons and never find anything. But people well, are just intrigued and they love that.
1: Yeah, we, we, we've we talked about this before on the show, but even if someone came to me with like video evidence of something, it'd still really be hard for me to believe just because I know what you can do to right. kind of fake shit, you know, so like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it would take to convince me, but if anyone's got it, like I said, I'll sign I'll sign whatever paperwork I have to sign to see <laughs> this evidence.
0: <laughs> so the second thing that I love about this film is the chemistry that these two individuals have. I know it's not it's not exactly the same as just saying like the couple, but like man, the acting in this with Um, ed warren and lorraine warren's characters it just it it just works it just works really really well and in some ways i almost think this is like a love story versus a horror horror movie it kind of has two different sides
1: yeah for sure uh vera farmiga and patrick wilson i don't i i can't picture anyone else in these roles maybe it's just because we've seen them in so many conjuring films but they crush it every single time they come out for one of these films, like completely yeah. believable. Very um, like, like I said, I'm 99% sure that like, there's no such thing as the supernatural. But after I watch one of these films, dude, I'm a believer for several yeah. days. And which is crazy because I know it's all fake, but like it's, it gets that thing in your head going where it's like, but is it, is it fake? <laughs> um, No, nah, but you, you're absolutely right. They crush it. Um. As usual, uh, you know, the, the movie actually ends on a very happy, you know, moment of them in the gazebo in the backyard as a sort yeah. of callback to when they first met each other. So,
0: yeah, it, it was uh, it was interesting that they added so much of this love story into this film. Um, I know that was a really big part of like they survived because of the their their love makes them stronger and it wasn't one of their weaknesses. But they really delved into their their love for each other. I thought that was kind of cool. It was a good like chance that they took. I think it really worked well.
1: So the the second thing that I wanted to talk about was the witch's totem. Okay. And when our first whenever uh Lorraine Warren first finds it underneath the house and it's covered up, I was like, oh shit, that's a hex bag. And then I started thinking, time to call the Winchesters, right? And I know you're not a Supernatural fan, but I love Supernatural. Got me thinking, basically everything I know about ghosts and demons and everything like that is based off of the television series Supernatural, uh, which makes me really hope that they did their research when they wrote those shows. Or I'm just, I'm operating on like bad information I learned from television. (laughs) Which I think would actually be really funny. Actually, that's a... what was that movie we saw recently where the guy put down the circle of assault and the fucking demon just walked right through it?
0: Oh, yeah. That was the the elevator game.
1: Yeah, the elevator game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's going to be me one of these days, dude. I'm going to be like, I got this, guys. Fucking doesn't work at all. Um, but it, it just made me think about how much uh, f- like how much that show has affected my knowledge of like the supernatural world. So, like I said, I really hope that they did their research and the lore is correct.
0: Yeah, the other thing that I loved about this film though is the the different worlds that we get to enter into. They did a really good job with showing reality and then whenever the person that was demon possessed was experiencing a deeper darkness And the, they started visualizing what the demon wanted them to see. The room got really dark and, uh, the souls that were there disappear and they're in the almost like this, this upside down world, um, where they experience horrifying things. And also Lorraine being the medium or clairvoyant that she is, she's also able to visualize what these victims have gone through. And you can there there's that distinct like like there's a distinct line that she crosses where she's now experiencing she is the victim. Um and experiencing uh this whole nother world and in just the feel of what they how they film it is I I thought that was like kind of like one of the coolest things about this film.
1: Yeah, you definitely get a sense of kind of, like you said, stepping into the other world just based off of the lighting that they chose um, to just drop everything down, like you were saying. Yeah. The third interesting thing that I thought about this film was it's kind of a different take on what we're used to in the Conjuring universe because usually it's wrong place, wrong time, right? Mm -hmm. But in this film, it was somebody in the world that was actually causing these events to happen, like through malicious intent. Mm -hmm. So I I thought that was kind of a cool spin on it. I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was like, well, that's kind of weird. It turned into sort of like an action film almost at the end when Ed's downstairs swinging a sledgehammer around. But it. um, I think it actually worked out really well. Uh to, you know watching it my second time i didn't think it was weird at all so i think that the idea of somebody out there doing this to you on purpose is actually a lot scarier than wrong place wrong time cuz wrong place wrong time yeah it could happen to anyone but for this to be like a targeted attack means that someone is actively coming after you and i think that was really scary when the warren's house got uh you know, the flowers inside with the witch's totem.
0: Yeah, it's almost a of more of a I mean, you know, how there's like different levels of evil. Yeah, this is pretty up there. This is this is just downright soul hunting.
1: Yeah. It, which, it, yeah. It makes me wonder what the witch's like ultimate goal was, you know?
0: I think it was the uh, obsessiveness of. This, you know, the occult, and I think she just had to keep beating into it.
1: Well, they they talk in the film about there needs to be three victims, Mm -hmm. and so I'm wondering what like the end result of all that was. I'm I'm not, maybe Maybe I missed it. Find
0: out in Conjuring (laughs) Four.
1: Yeah, I hope I hope I hope they make another Conjuring film. I love these movies. Yeah, Um,
0: they're they're really good. Now it's time for horror movie rules.
1: All right, kids, I've said this once, I'll say it again. If there's an exorcism, don't attend unless you're a professional. Okay. Like in the beginning they're all there helping out. I get it. But at the same time, leave it to the pros, okay? You're not going to be that helpful. And you know, it actually was a very moving moment when Arnie was like, "Hey, take me," instead of the kid. Um, but that was a that was a bad move. And for God's sake, if you are ever possessed please move out of your house. Don't stay there.
0: (laughs) Or tell someone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like (laughs) I was so shocked when we we go back and they're still in the same house with the claw marks in the wall. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I would have burned that house down, like collected the insurance money. I don't care if I got to live in a tent in the woods. I'm not staying in that fucking house.
0: (laughs) All right. I want to piggyback on your rule, kind of. So the idea of an exorcism is to exorcise the demon and banish it to hell, not invite it into your own body. Yeah, he was a very caring adult when he like took David up to his bedroom um, to get some rest. And like, you know, he's a good guy when, you know, you drop off like these encouraging words to a kid. Because he like looks at him like his big brother. And it sucks because the rest of the film, he was just kind of like either trying to kill himself or being like, you know, taken over by this evil. So what was your favorite shot?
1: All right. Uh, so actually I actually have two. Um, one is very simple, but it's at the beginning of the film where they have that classic shot of the taxi cab pulling up and letting the exorcist out or sorry, letting the priest out who's there to perform the exorcism. And they go to that like wide shot of him standing in front of the house. Yeah, And Looks I feel familiar. like, familiar. yeah, it, first off, very familiar, right? Very classic. Uh, but to me, it's a great example of telling the story through your choice of your shots, right? Mm-hmm. So you have this lone man standing in front of this like epic menacing task. That's what that shot like portrayed to me. It's like yeah. this guy's about to, like, he's going to go in there and he's going to try to defeat this monster because mm-hmm. it's just this one guy.
0: That's a great way to look at it. I even noticed that that shot, the uh, the door is like, it's kind of a, it's kind of uh, like, the door is in the center of the shot. Yeah. But the, but the house is almost like not, um, it's not normally, um, like flat with the sidewall i don't know the house is kind of like at a at a weird angle uh, on the foundation but it really emphasizes kind of like it's almost like the priest is going to get sucked into the house you know because of the way that the the ang the the dramatic um wide shot that they that they have. It's almost like a fishbowl but it wasn't. It was almost like it was curved where it was like Am I am I remembering th- rem- remembering this correctly?
1: I don't think that there was any, any like distortion. Like I don't think they were using like a fisheye lens or anything like that. No,
0: I, I don't think it was a fisheye lens, but it was it was a little bit gnarly. I don't know.
1: So they do like a really low, like slow push in. Uh, toward, towards the end of that shot. Um, it's very, very slow. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should go watch it again, see if I picked up on what you picked up on. But my, my second favorite shot was really just like the entire kennel murder scene. Um, I just loved how they filmed that. I thought it was really, really well done.
0: Guess what? That's my favorite shot, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I thought that was um, the the demon. It's it, It's a demon, right? Yeah, it is that large creature the demon itself kind of terrified me a little bit and then i don't know if it was in that scene or there was another scene perhaps where you just saw these like beady eyes light up but it was like really really small and man that was a big effect on such a small little detail but it's kind of like if that thing was in the corner in my in anywhere in my house and it was that big and that ugly. And then it like. popped out at me. Yeah, I'm going to sh- I'm going to stab it 22 times, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> that was so kind of it was really scary. And speaking of scary, what's your favorite kill?
1: Um, It's got to be the witch at the end of the movie. I really liked that Ed Warren, you know, had that line about you offered like hello soul and they're going to come for one. And then, you know, she gets killed by the demon. So I felt like that was a nice little wrap up for the film.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I think we have the same brain tonight because that's exactly what my favorite one is. Uh, Let me explain why. I loved how you've got this, like someone who's like pure evil. Their facial expressions are just like, I'm going to get you. And then all of a sudden, when the the devil shows up to take her soul, it's like she just becomes this like weak little. Like a puppy, you know, like, oh, don't hurt me. And and then the crumpling up of her body, the it was like beyond contortionist. It was like really cool, like the effects of like starts with their hands, almost like it's like severely arthritic oh my goodness i can't say that word is it did i say that right arthritis Uh, ridden
1: yeah arthritic
0: arthritic yeah and then and then like they just kind of origami the rest of her body in such a quick severe way and
1: how do you think they did that
0: um oh man i think it's speed speed and a contortionist for sure
1: I think they probably switched to a dummy.
0: I think so. Maybe that that could be it, too.
1: At some point, you don't really see any kind of features of her. You just see mm-hmm. the body kind of get twisted up. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it'd be interesting if it was just a contor- contortionist. But there at the end, like the body's just kind of in that position for a while. Ed and Lorraine kind of stare at it. So it'd be interesting to know.
0: Actually, all the scenes where, um, where Arnie's body, when he got, when they add the special effects of, I mean, that's special effects, but they, they add the sound effects of like their spines getting cracked and, and, uh, I don't know, crushed. Um, they had like pops of this like weird body position. And even David, the young boy's, exorcist exorcism was also in that way where he was kind of had his arm or his head was like under his armpit and i i, I thought that was so good and so clever because it wasn't just like a i mean there was that one scene where he kind of does like just like a worm kind of effect where he kind of stands up and bends bends in half but then he unfolds himself um i've seen that done before but the rest of it i was very i was like wow this is like it, it really brought the effect of what they were trying to um to bring
1: yeah for sure
0: for our last category favorite characters what you
1: so, got we already talked about uh vera farmiga and patrick wilson as the warrens i can't say enough good things about them they always do an awesome job but to me it was really cool to see john noble who played uh, Father Kastner or former Father Kastner in this film, just Kastner. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's always a fantastic actor. And like, he definitely sold the part in this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Incredibly believable. Just knocked it out of the park.
0: I got to say his character made me question so many things. Like I didn't really trust him and I didn't know that he was hiding anything, but man, he really made you feel. and, And also with the help of Lorraine, um not wanting to go down the stairs and it was kind of like oh do we trust this guy like I mean, he was a priest so he's got to be he's like the highest like if you're gonna trust anybody probably gonna be a priest you know they they usually don't like lead you down the wrong path but like um I kind of it was so good because it wasn't it wasn't like I don't think it was on I don't know. I don't don't know if it was just the acting or just the way the story went, but he he made me unsure as as a character, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, But I loved my favorite character is hands down Lorraine Warren's character. Um, I I thought it was cool because she's the only one that has any kind of a superpower in this in the stories, Um, and her facial expressions are just they're so soft at times and then there's so there's so much emotion but it's not overdone at all there's this like she has this grace about her that is like pure love and like she's also terrified at times when she um sees something and there's just it's so much depth and her visions that um You know, without those visions, the story wouldn't be the same. We wouldn't be experiencing, like, how, you know, like, uh, being able to see the characters, like, what they're experiencing and stuff like that. Like, it's such an important part of her character to kind of fill in all the blanks.
1: Yeah, she's a super empathetic character. Um, Just always, always doing such a fantastic job.
0: Yeah. So what's your overall take on this film?
1: so you know conjuring movie really good scares a lot of jump scares like i said it's gonna keep me up for a few days and i am really glad that i don't have a crawl space under my house
0: i'm i i have i had a crawl space a long time ago and i never gone under there uh i think that you probably it's you're you're going it's a guarantee there's going to be spiders down there there's going to be snakes and there's probably going to be rats or mice and maybe a witch's totem (laughs) you never know yeah wouldn't that be the shit if you went under your in your cross space if you had one and there was something like that
1: yeah who (laughs) sees that floor stain and they're just like oh yeah there was some water damage to the floor i'm like you need to fucking tear that floor up and fix that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's like black mold dude you can't just be like oh yeah it's a little it's a little messed up yeah right oh man
0: but the waterbed okay i gotta okay anytime there's a waterbed in a movie nowadays oh my gosh I, it just reminds me like that is that was the coolest invention ever why do we not have waterbeds in in the present moment, you know.
1: You know, I was actually going to look that up after watching this movie. Like, do people still have water beds? Is that still a thing?
0: So they do. um They they have a hybrid of a water bed. It's like the top the topper is a water bed. So I think they figured out that filling up so much water in a room, if it did pop, that you'd end up with a flood, um, and the damage would be too severe. But I think people still like the the effect that you get with a waterbed so great movie though i really thoroughly enjoyed it follow us on instagram at kaiju underscore carnival for more updates shoot us an email at kaiju carnival connect at gmail.com we'd love to hear from from you hear some some of your experiences have any queries or thoughts and tell us what to watch next
1: We'll see, we'll you, see
0: next you next week. week. Ah! Bye now. Bye now.